0: And everybody
1: in that play group was in education and then either from New Jersey or married to somebody from New Jersey.
0: That's right. Jeez. That's rough. (laughs)
2: That's a lot of
1: hairspray. (laughs)
3: Awesome. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Disaster Daz. Thank you very much for joining us. This is episode number 40. We made it to 40, guys. Woo! And uh, we figured out how to do it and continue to do it. And uh, we still have people that actually random people send us messages on Twitter. And I wrote your name down on a piece of paper and I can't find oh, it right now.
0: Wait, it, it was it was hang on. It was uh, I believe it was Alan from Arkansas. Alan uh, from Arkansas. Said we we're doing a good job. So thank you for listening, Alan.
3: Thank you very much, Alan. We appreciate we really hope that. I got that right. We have one listener Thank you, Alan <laughs> We we appreciate all of the kind words And so feel free to, you know, send us those kind words At DisasterDads.com Disaster Dads on the Twitter Disaster Dads on the Facebooks um, Or you can uh, leave a comment When you rate us on Apple Podcasts Google Play And some point whenever we finally get into Stitcher uh, You will be happy and uh, We will be happy to take your uh, positive And more positive recommendations uh, To the shows there so, um, so again, 40 episodes, thank you all for listening. Thank you, uh, dads for joining me on this random, uh, project that has continued on for so long. And so, um, it's, uh, gets better every week. And, um, this is not, uh, this is again, one of those, uh, awesome and better weeks. So I'm very excited. And we learned after the last episode, it's good for me, um, to do very brief introductions and then turn actual duties over to other people. So, um, I want to uh, thank Disaster Rob for helping lock down this most recent guest, and we have Sarah from the Vienna Moms Demand Action Chapter to talk about the Be Smart program and some other educational uh, awareness things regarding uh, safe and responsible uh, gun storage and and issues around that. But So, so I don't step on toes, I will turn it over to Rob real quick, but again, um, thanks to Sarah for joining us, and Rob, uh, the floor is yours.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sarah, for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, as Eric said, Sarah is part of the Be Smart program. Um, so Sarah, if you could tell us about yourself and how you got involved with Be Smart, uh, let's start
1: there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. So When I was coming into this year, all along I'd been, I'm a mom, I've got two young kids, and I was like, you know, I'm trying to raise good humans, I'm trying to be a good person, Um, but with everything that's ramping up in the political spectrum and just with the number of school shootings and other violence that we've seen, I realized that that wasn't enough. And so I started looking around to try to find the best way that I could be involved and make a difference. And I found the Be Smart program, and I really liked it because it is concrete steps that any responsible adult can take. It's completely not political, and it seems to um, make a real difference. And so um, I started volunteering with that, and, and it's just been picking up a lot. So we're trying to get the message out there as best we can. All
0: right. So tell us specifically about the the Be Smart program and the, and the presentation that that's there. Um, yeah, so you know, Be give Smart- a basic thumbnail of kind of what what is involved with that.
1: Yeah. So Be Smart is a conversation about kids, guns and safety. And that's really the main <laughs> the main part of it. And what we're trying to do is give adults a really concrete steps that they can take. So it's an acronym. Um and the S is for securing guns in your homes and vehicles. M is for modeling responsible behavior. A is to ask about unsecured guns in other places where your children are going to be visiting. R is recognizing the risks of teen suicide. And then T is telling others to be smart. So we have a presentation that will bring, I mean, I've been to PTAs, I've been to Rotaries, I've been to mom's groups, I've been anywhere that I can barge in, basically. And um, we just present these concepts and try to get people to start thinking about the steps that they can take.
0: Okay, so this is really... It's a um, non political, just completely education and discussion based program. Um, doesn't matter what your political basis is or your background. And that's really seems to hinge on that, that's the big crux of, that, of everything with gun safety now is the political leaning. So this gets away from that, right?
1: Yeah, it's completely. And I mean, I set that up the minute I walk in, and I try to reiterate it as much as I can. Because I think, yeah, the biggest misconceptions is that people think I'm going to come and tell them they should throw all their guns away, or that the presentation's really unwelcoming to gun owners. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. We, I mean, I really don't care if you're a gun owner or not, as long as you're being safe. And, you know, I, I have not yet met a person who doesn't think that we should keep kids safe. So, Yeah. (laughs) That's a, All right. That's yeah, a that's that's a pretty solid, yeah, that's a
0: pretty solid consensus on that one. Um, so you mentioned PTAs and Rotary Clubs. And, and so the people who should go to this I'm, is what I'm getting is that parents and, and just people, like you said, who want to keep kids safe. So how, how can one of these be found or set up one of these presentations?
1: So Be Smart is Nationwide. So I'm sh- you can go to BSmartforKids.org, which is the website, little plug there, um, and you can find who your local chapter is or who your local lead is, and then all the presentations are free. We come to you. Um, I mean, I've done it at people's homes for a group of neighbors. You can really do it in kind of whatever setup you need. Um, I mean, at most, you need a screen to project onto. Uh, but you can either even just gather around a laptop and and take a look at things. And we can also table. So like if there's a community fair going on or a health yeah. services fair or any sort of safety, you know, focused thing, we can have a table there with a lot of the information out. Um, so that way you can even just have those kind of one on one conversations about it.
3: OK, it, it sounds like it's almost kind of like a uh, safety based version of a, you know, the old school Tupperware meetups like bring all your neighbors together (laughs) have a conversation (laughs) about this learn about the issues you know maybe buy some tupperware maybe get some safer stuff in your house you know how that all works
1: i mean i bring gun locks so if anybody wants one of those they can take that as a souvenir you know um
3: (laughs) just asking for a friend (laughs) what's that (laughs) i said do you have a limit on the number of gun
1: locks no and that's the beautiful thing we've, we've, i've got a hundred of them sitting in my basement nice
3: um so kind of to follow what rob said so you travel just in the northern virginia region but it's nationwide um i just just spitballing just out of curiosity how many presentations do you think are done a week uh, for the Be spart program
1: oh that's a good question um I know that we have... So the program started in 2015. Okay. And there's over a 1,000 volunteers that are trained. Wow. Um, and I I don't know how many presentations have been given to this point, but I just know that um, since the Parkland shooting, I now have 30 scheduled between now and wow. April. Oh, wow. Wow. wow.
3: Oh, that's amazing. That's pretty- <laughs> and so who... Uh, I guess who is the... You said there are a thousand people trained on this. Like, who does the training? Like, who is kind of the parent organization for. we're, We're. You know fire guys like who's the train the trainer i guess i'm trying to figure out like where did this get started
1: yeah it got started through mom's demand action for gun sense in america and um they developed the program and they helped host the training and it's an online training so anyone can take it Ah, because you can you can follow follow it online um and then it's good to be hooked in with a local group because you're able to Practice And, I mean, you know, it gets easier once you've had a chance to sort of uh, troubleshoot and practice in person. Yeah. But, yeah, so Moms Demand Action helps – over or um, kind of helps – like, for me, I'm in the McLean-Vienna Falls Church group. And, you know, so they kind of can help me when I need extra volunteers for tabling or things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do really keep it separate because we want to make sure that it, the safety message doesn't get lost because people think it's political. Yeah.
3: And so you're just – you're just one of a few from those chapters that are doing it or are you kind of like the lead trainer
1: i'm the B smart lead for mclean Falls Church, vienna but then there's a burke fairfax chapter there's an Alexandria oh. chapter an arlington chapter a Reston chapter a Loudoun county chapter um so yeah there's, so
3: a, there's a lead for all of those
1: there is yeah and we kind of you know have our our um joining forces since our territories are so close yeah <laughs> That's but yeah, and then hopefully, like, I have a couple of volunteers who have been trained to present now. So, you know, I have a team of people that can sort of get out there and, and um, do the presentation. So it's not all on me.
3: That's awesome. Is it, yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: chime in, guys, if anyone else has a question, but I'm totally yeah. fascinated. By this. is this like a, so your focus, this is focused on, the Be Smart program is focused on adults and, and dealing with some of those kids. Are there uh, related programs that might provide material towards, uh, kids so that they, they can ask the questions. I think back to my own childhood, like, you know, uh, you know, asking questions of parents that you're going to, like, you know, is it, you know, uh, who's going to be driving? I, you know, is there going to be alcohol involved? I'm I'm trying to think like, I was taught as a kid to kind of find out and make sure my surroundings were safe. Is there stuff to talk to kids so that they can kind of, you know, if they're curious and, and kind of ask those questions or is that, am I reaching too much on this?
1: No, um, so the the core of the Be Smart program is for adults because, um, you know, in the other part of my life, I'm a preschool teacher and just <laughs> brain science. It's not fair to the kids to make them responsible for their own safety. That's on us. We're the grownups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the program Absolute. is really training the adults to to set the perimeters and, and, and ask the questions. But we do have a flyer, which I'll make sure that I get to you guys, called Talking to Your Kids About Guns. And so this was one that they developed slowly to make sure it was right and um, got out there. So it does talk about ways that you can talk with your very young children and then also with teens about guns. And like you said, sort of training them to ask the questions.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. more of like the high school aged kids. I mean, I grew up, you know, there were guns in the parking lot and it was mostly the kids in their, you know, in the racks in their cars. And so it's something that they'd been around, but it'd be good if we act. there was no, my formal training also included, I got a free orange vest and I learned how to start a fire with a battery and steal wool. So it wasn't exactly like a full on safety training, but it was a survival type of thing as well. So I like the concept of, of talking to adults, but also like having it be maybe a separate training for for hunter ed, those type of things rather than blurring it all together.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because there's there are some safety programs that are aimed at the kids, um, but they have studies that show that that doesn't work. That when kids learn, and this is not like the hunter safety. I mean, that's yeah. different because that's you know setting up for a particular environment. Um, but the but the ones that kind of come across as being what how to train kids if they see a gun in the wild more or yeah. less, they've proven that the kids can't translate that from. Classroom or formal learning environments to if they stumble upon a gun. So, you know, they can say like, oh, I'm not supposed to touch this, but it's just the, the way their brains are developed. They're not ready for it yet. So, you know, it's sort of like crossing the street. You <laughs> teach your kid, stop, look both ways, yeah. but you don't tell it to them once or twice and then say, okay, great. Now you can go and cross the road by yourself. So yeah. you're teaching them to get there when they're ready, but you're also making sure that, that they're safe along the way.
3: No, I like the onus of, I mean, not the onus, but I like that it's all on parents. Yeah. That, you know, I think someone else, it's adults should be, you should be responsible. And and
0: that's, that's kind of the parents job. I mean, if I'm sending, you know, if I'm sending my kids over to, to your house, I definitely should have an idea of what your, you know, background is a little bit and, you know, be able to ask you in a diplomatic way, hey, do you have unsecured guns? You know, what's the, that should be an okay question to ask without getting, yeah. you know, too much pushback.
1: Yeah, and that's why I love that A, you know, because that's the A in smart, right, is the asking about unsecured guns. And, I mean, if you had a child with who was afraid of dogs, you wouldn't be afraid to ask that. If you had a child with a severe allergy, you wouldn't be afraid to ask that, or you wouldn't feel nervous or like you were judging them. Um, and so we're really hoping that if everybody starts to ask, then it becomes just as sort of normalized as any of those other questions. Um, Because it should be. It's just a question of safety. And it's because kids are curious um, and get into things they aren't supposed to. It's not because you think that the other person's trying to hurt them. But, I mean, you know, five-year-old and two-year-old, so... Trust me,
3: they, get into yeah. they don't get into anything. They listen to everything you say and are very responsible it's members exactly. of the household.
1: Absolutely, because I'm the grown-up. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> um. You know, you've already, you kind of hit more on the A. Uh, and uh, I don't remember, there's a, Someone's chatting through, asking questions, because no one wants to chime up on the chat, I guess, or the actual <laughs> podcast. It's audio, guys. We're number eight on fire1.com and number nine on EMS1. That's a podcast. That means talking. Um, but hey, anyway.
4: Eric, how about you let Rob lead his the <laughs> No, this is For God's sakes.
3: I I default. I just fall down into default mode. And I'm sorry.
4: Hey, it was perfect. I got the initial uh start. start picked up. It's perfect. This is Yeah, you gave you gave Rob almost 45 seconds of airtime.
3: He
2: gets nervous when he's not talking.
3: That that actually the second part is pretty true. And 45 seconds he, is Rob's normal airtime on an episode. That is I, I do the editing. Strong, you don't realize strong that.
0: Point. <laughs> strong point. He,
3: he trains for running. This is not part of his regular training regime.
0: It's cuz you take over.
3: <laughs> You're a bully apparently.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Trouble in Paradise. A whole other uh, episode if you want to
4: get into that. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, we're getting off the rails. I did. I think it's probably that. a good thing that we have the nursery school teacher here tonight. <laughs> preschool. Preschool. Preschool.
3: Yeah. Right. Nursery school, preschool depends on your part of the country. It's Coke or soda, whatever you want. Okay. It's coke or pop. Um, well, I think it's pretty much preschool. But anyway,
4: <laughs> sorry. Go uh, ahead, Rob. What were you saying?
0: I I was trying to get back to the point, and yeah, to get us back on track.
4: (laughs) Rob's second question,
0: yeah, all right, shut up. We talked about the ask of of smart, and then um, the the initial thing is secure all guns in your home and vehicles. Um, How much do you go into with safe security, or do you kind of leave that up to the gun owner? Do you have kind of advice from police departments? how do you kind of present that, the secure part of it?
1: Yeah. So the, you know, the recommendation, the the true, the only way to be truly safe is to store guns unloaded, locked, and separate from ammunition. So that's what we recommend. And, um, it, but we recognize that there are different scenarios or, or reasons why that might not work for people. Um, and so that's why, like, I have the trigger locks, like I said, because something is better than nothing. Um right. But I am like I would love if any of your listeners are super generous and want to donate a biometric lock or biometric safe to me. I would love to be able to showcase that because there's just been so many advances. And now that people, you know, when people come to me and say, well, I need to be able to get it in a moment's notice. It's for self-defense. They have safes that can fit in your nightstand and can open almost as quickly as pulling open your nightstand and getting the gun out, but are safe from from little people who are trying to get at it. Okay. Um, so, but I don't pretend to be a gun expert or a gun safety expert. And if there, when there are people in the audience who have, you know, recommendations or or experience or things like that, I am happy to defer to them and and get some, get some um, advice or or brands or things like that. But I can okay. tell you that that's really, you know, that is the true way that it can be stored safely.
0: Right. Okay. Um. So now with the actual presentation and given that, Mm -hmm. uh, if someone wanted to be involved that you said it's an online course to become a trainer, um, do you, and then you would then join like a local mom's demand chapter, correct? Yeah. Okay. What's the, um, you know, going back to our background of firefighters and the, uh, the time, um, help me out the the time demands time constraints. Oh, thank you. Time commitment. What would be the time commitment? Sorry, I turned my
3: mic off so that it didn't cause any problem. (laughs) I had to turn it back on.
0: Yeah. Any five other people could have chimed in, guys. Um, What's the time commitment to being an instructor and uh, being affiliated with the chapter?
1: Yeah. So I think the, the other reason why this has worked so well for me is because they really understand that you have other things going on in your life. And so the training itself is an hour and then it would be whatever practice you needed to feel comfortable. So if you wanted to come and work with me, shadow a couple presentations, whatever it took to to get you feeling ready, then you could be good to go. Um, The chapter, like if you want, if you're interested in Moms Demand Action as a whole, they also have any level of commitment. So you can come to the monthly meetings, you can just be on the ready to make phone calls or jump in with an action item that's coming up, or you can you know devote as many hours to it as you have available. So okay. you can really kind of like we, we try to break it down into here's some five minute tasks, here's some hour long tasks, and then here's sort of the long haul, the long haul tasks. I need that so for my we'll life. take yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take whatever um, you know commitment people have, and we really do try to respect that there's other things in your life.
0: Okay. Um, and so you said the, the website for Be Smart is SmartForKids.org and that gives you everything for the, the presentations and the resources for the uh, for, for the securing and and doing the ask part of, of conversations. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that if anyone listening hasn't heard of Moms Demand Action by now, um, you might need to get in touch a little bit. Uh, do you have information on theirs? How do we get to them? Other than, yeah. I, know, I know it's Moms Demand on, on Twitter.
1: Yes, it is. And it's momsdemandaction.org. Um, and you can see kind of their main campaigns that they're working on and um, actions they're taking. And then you can also get in touch with your local chapter that way. So you can put in your information and get in touch with your local chapter. And there's a lot of good ways that you could get involved just even without officially joining. So they're starting up um, the Throw Them Out campaign for the elections and they're really encouraging people to become gun-sense voters so you can sign a pledge saying that you will be a gun-sense voter. Um they're okay. working really hard um to defeat concealed carry reciprocity which would mean that the the least restrictive um process for getting a concealed carry permit would have to be accepted nationwide. Okay. So um you know that really limits the safety of places that have more stringent things in place. Um, and then universal background checks. That's kind of the other, the other major one that they're working on right now, including okay. closing the gun show loophole and, um, sort of, it's often called the boyfriend loophole for domestic abuse.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, most important question about mom's man action from six dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, can dads join too?
1: If you think that you are man enough to be a mom's <laughs> man action volunteer, then absolutely you can join. All right. No, but seriously, we welcome everyone, and we're and we're you know really glad for anybody that that wants to come on board and help out.
4: That's awesome. Can can we? So I had some more questions about the Be Safe initiative.
1: Yeah, the Be Smart, sure, or Be Smart.
4: Excuse me. Um, (laughs) I want to find out about this Be Safe initiative, though. First of
1: all, tell me more (laughs) about
4: this. What is the name of the program? (laughs) Yes. First question: What is the name of the program? Uh, No, Um, but I'd be curious. What are your? what are your recommendations in terms of so you know let's say so you have the conversation with people what if it doesn't go well like what if either people get really fired up about it because they view it as sort of some sort of like backdoor political sermonizing thing or what if they're not fired up about it, but they're just like, well, yeah, you know, we have one in the kitchen cupboard and we have another one in the front closet on the floor. You know, what if, what if the answers that they're giving are not what you want to hear? What is your advice about how you deal with that scenario? Um, if that comes up.
1: So the, the kind of best way you can twist that if it comes up like that is you can offer to host. So say it was a play date. You can offer to host the play date yourself. You can just say, oh, you know, why, don't, why doesn't everybody come over to here for the day? Or you can look at a neutral location, like the weather looks like it's going to be great. Why don't we all go down to the park and play there instead? Um, and the thing is, if somebody comes at you with it and is, and is you know, aggressive about it or angry about it, mm-hmm. you know, that does tell you something about their reaction and sort of where they place the questions that you're asking about your child's safety, um, on the spectrum. And, and so that, you know, that can be a judgment call on, on your part. Um, and, you know, certainly if they say that they're unlocked, Oh yeah, you know, I have one in the nightstand, then you can say, Hey, you know, Johnny is super curious and he's really into nerf guns right now. Um, you know, is there a safer place we can put it during the play date? So, you know, you're not asking them to change their ways forever and ever, although that would be nice. Um, But yeah, put it back on, you know, I always put it back on myself, put it back on my kids. That way it's, it's all just, you know, especially with doing this work, I can be like, oh, well, you know, I volunteer with this group. And so, you know, what, what can we, you know, could you lock it up somewhere safe or things like that? But I will tell you, I have never in all of the asking I've done, I've never had anyone respond negatively about it. No, I doubt that
4: people would respond negatively. I think a lot of gun owners would frankly be more than happy to either tell you or show you how they secure firearms, particularly if you or your family are coming over to visit. Um, I was more curious about just in terms of I think the more likely scenario would be if what if the answer was something you were uncomfortable with, meaning like they don't keep them locked separate from ammunition or they keep most of them that way, but one they keep in the nightstand or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have a pool in our backyard, so we actually have. Um, that's something where people are more inclined to ask questions about how you keep, ironically, keep people keep kids safe around, right? Maybe than firearms, and um, you know, we always keep our pool locked in a closet separate from. No, <laughs> Uh, but, um, but, but from the water. Exactly. But, uh, but no, you know, sort of as we were, as a, we were preparing for this episode, I, I, I sort of thought about that now. Um, I've, I've never gotten a question about, do you have guns in your house? But I have gotten questions about, Hey, what do you guys do? Like, do you let the kids out by the pool? Uh, how do you monitor the kids while they're in the pool, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which is kind of, I think, Telling about where we are.
1: I mean, and honestly, yeah. the best thing that you can do is volunteer the information. So right. if you, you know, if if when you're setting up the details about the play date or the party or the family Thanksgiving, you can say we're really excited to have you. You know, here's the pet situation, here's the pool situation, and then you can say we don't have any guns or we have a gun and it's locked in a safe. Right. In, you know stored separately from ammunition, whatever the scenario is. Because if, if you can start volunteering it, then people feel less awkward asking it about somebody else.
4: That's a really good point.
1: Yeah. And technology is your friend. I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but I set up almost everything via text. And so sometimes it can be a little easier to sort of put that into the string of texts when we're setting things up, than to sort of stumble over myself asking it.
4: Oh yeah. That's
3: a really good point. Yeah. All yeah. of us ex- except for Rob, he has trouble handling technology
4: but you know
1: okay we, we i had a flip phone week. until not that long ago
4: so it's fine we, we do most of our communication as a group by, by a gif right? yes. uh yeah. which uh, I'll which, I'll which
3: sometimes fun. leaves context to be a little uh, uh lacking it. but it's still pretty funny <laughs> yeah it gets the point across um
2: i wanted to go back to the the smart acronym and the r recognizing that um risks of teen suicide, why that's important and why that was included in this.
1: Yeah, that is incredibly important, um, especially because, you know, a lot of these things, when you're thinking about it, you're thinking about very young children. But the the risk of somebody dying by suicide in their teens, The you know, the studies have shown that the method really matters. And um, there's a doctor, and I actually wrote it down so to make sure I got his name right. But Dr. David Brent said, that the availability of a gun was actually more significant of a risk factor than mental illness. Because if you think about teens, you know, they're very impulsive, they're very emotional. And um, a lot of times when somebody has died by suicide, it was an impulsive act. And um, guns are fatal 85% of the time. And that's like, to, to contrast that, the risk of overdose is 2%. Wow. So, you know, and, and they've really shown that if, if a teen makes an attempt and it's unsuccessful, they're very unlikely to try again. And so um, the method matters and having access really matters because, um, you know, one of the things that the Be Smart presentation does is it brings in stories of real children and it's really heart wrenching, but it's, you know, there's one little boy who came home from school and took an unlocked gun and shot himself and nobody in his family expected it. And, you know, they all said that they don't think he had planned that. Um, but because he had access, you know, it happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Really upbeat topic. Uh,
3: No, it's, um, you know, is it, is it a program that's consistent throughout the country? So it's the same message or is it kind of tailored where you're in some, you know, some areas of the country where there may be more prevalence of, of you know, uh, guns in a household and it's just kind of everyone, I don't know, not assumes, but everyone kind of guesses that there may be, you know, Texas uh, or Montana or, you know, everyone just kind of assumes that there might be guns and it's just kind of understood versus some parts of the country where it's uh, a little more, uh, I, guess, I just wanted to say scattershot and that's not the word that I want to use, but, you know, it's, it's. A little more hit or miss.
1: Yeah. So the baseline program is the same, and the the, the uh, yeah. And there's, there's some great gun I can't metaphors. I
3: think of a good word to use there. <laughs> for either <of> those. Uh, <laughs> I, I was saying. hoping that no one was so going to say anything.
1: I'll find myself almost using kind of those sort of metaphors. I'm like, all right, not place, not place. um No, but the baseline uh, presentation is the same. But you can kind of tailor it, right? So, like when I spoke to the Rotaries. There weren't as many parents of young children, so we talked a little bit about ask, but we talked a lot more about securing guns. Um, so it can, it can be tailored a little bit to your audience, um, but, the, but the baseline and all the information is the same. And the stats and the recommendations aren't actually from Moms Demand Action. Uh, we get most of the, a lot of the things that we talk about in terms of securing and modeling are from the National Sports Shooting Foundation. Mm, yeah. And then all of the studies and things are pulled from outside sources because once again, we're not, this is not an agenda at all. And so we want to really show that we're, you know, we're pulling in the information from, from the experts who are doing the studying.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so you said after um, Florida, you're now booked for like 30 presentations between now and April, given kind of the, the, we, we always kind of do this kind of peak of, um, content on the news and 24 you know 24 7 news cycle every time that there's a kind of a mass event i know we've actually had several even just since florida does the content or kind of the questions from the audience change you know from when there's not how uh, how do i say not been an event for a while and then all of a sudden there's a school shooting or or something like that do, you know does the kind of the makeup of the the exchange change a little bit
1: so, I mean, this is just anecdotally from me. I don't know about other presenters or other groups, but I think that I've really felt since Parkland is just the sense of urgency from people on what can we do. Um, that, you know, the, the, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of how articulate the students are, um, the, the upswing in the stu- students demand action, um, which are, they're the ones planning the March for our life Uh, at the end of the month, but, but there's just, I mean, everyone I've talked to, it's just been this sense of like, what can I do right now? I need to do something right now. Um, And that's why, you know, the Be Smart, it's, it's not going to solve all of these, you know, gun culture and, and all of the mass shootings and all of the big things, but it is something you can do right now and it can help save a child right now. Um, and so I think that that's one of the reason why we're, why I'm really trying to get this message out there is because this is something that, that can, that you can do right now. And even if you're not seeing this mass ripple effect, um, you know, and we're not getting the, the lawmakers aren't suddenly seeing the light and changing the laws, you at least know that, um, you know, the child coming into your home or your child going to somebody else's home is, is safe. Yeah, I mean and it's also just pragmatic,
4: right? I mean, it's not designed to try and solve every issue around guns, but it's a it's a it's a way to structure a conversation where you could have someone from a house where no one's ever touched a gun or has any interest in a gun could have a very productive conversation with someone in a house that has 30 guns in it. Yeah. And could end with everyone feeling a little bit better about one house or the other, right? Absolutely. And I think that, in this day and age, in the age of Twitter and constant outrage and blah, 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 is really, I think, is is one of the things that I like about this initiative a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I've, I've even seen that just, so if I'm giving a presentation for a group of people who know each other, a lot of times I'll just sort of go around and be like, I don't think I've ever asked you, like, what about you? What about you? And they'll just sort of get it all out there. And it's, you know, and, and, and like you said, it's just a productive conversation. Um, and, and I've had, you know, I've had plenty of gun owners in the audience who, who have said, uh, when, one guy said, I didn't even know about this program until my wife told me I was coming here. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like it. And, you know, he felt like it, he was included in the conversation. Right
4: exactly it's not a preachy conversation at all which is what i like about it
1: no yeah and i think that's one of the reasons i liked you know mom's demand action sort of in general is they put right up front that they support the second amendment but they feel there should be common sense measures
4: right
3: so did you uh do you get to do anything with Melissa Joan Hart and talk about Clarissa Explains It All anywhere as you do these across the
1: year? Uh, oh, it's on my bucket list. Fingers crossed.
3: <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: There's a quiz you can take on well, there. I'd be, like... I'd be interested to see. how you guys do. Oh,
0: I, I hear a challenge was just uh, laid down. Yeah, it was.
1: All right. Uh huh. I so, think I had it.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a five question quiz if I remember right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't oh. think
3: I actually I don't think I took it. I just saw
4: that there's a quiz. Wait, like is this the, about is this about Clarissa or is this about guns?
1: <laughs> it's about guns. Well, Either oh, way I'm on board. And gun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to take it? I've got it right here. Hit it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think we have to take it, right. it
0: now. Let's go. Go for it.
1: <laughs> Question number one True or false? More American children live in homes with guns that are unlocked and loaded than kids who play high school football each year.
3: Ooh. Absolutely true. True. Yeah, that's true. I that's probably true. true. Yeah, I'll go true.
1: A national survey found that 1.7 million kids in the U.S. live in homes with guns that are loaded and unlocked, while 1.1 million American teens play high school football. Right. All right, question two.
3: Uh, and most of How those kids old? are from Texas that play football.
1: Just <laughs> right, saying. yeah. The Venn diagram might overlap. Certainly. Right. <laughs> How old are the children most at risk of unintentionally shooting themselves? Two to four, six to eight, nine to 11, 12 to 14 unintentionally Mm-hmm.
4: going six four. to eight i'm saying uh, two
1: I, to four I think yeah i'm going whatever
4: the youngest was yeah two to four
1: yeah it is it's two to four um toddlers are at the greatest risk of dying from self-inflicted unintentional gunshots but that 12 to 14 range has the greatest risk of dying from an unintentional gunshot by another person Who? And we really use unintentional versus accident very, very deliberately because these aren't accidents. These are things that happened unintentionally but could have been prevented. All right. Where is a child most likely to be involved in a fatal unintentional shooting? At school, on a hunting trip, at home, at a friend or relative's home?
3: Yeah. I'm going to guess probably at home on this one.
1: Yeah, that's going to be at home. Mm-hmm. More than 60% of the children 14 and under killed in unintentional shootings are killed in their own homes. Uh, two more. True or false? More states require children to ride in safety seats in cars than require parents to secure guns at home.
0: True. Oh, uh, yeah, more safety seats. I'm so. going to say mm-hmm. true on that one.
1: Twenty-two I'm, states I'm have no laws thing. whatsoever requiring responsible storage, but all 50 states and Washington D.C. mandate the use of child seats. Yeah. All right. Last one. What's the most effective way to keep kids safe from guns in the home? Warn kids not to go near them. Keep kids from knowing there is a gun in the home. Mandate use of new gun technology like smart guns or store unloaded guns in locked location with ammunition locked up separately.
3: Ooh. Let's
2: do uh,
1: the last one. I had I going to
4: guess
3: yeah. the last one, but I don't know. Yeah. Something feels like it's very familiar.
1: I know. Something I've only said at least eight times so yeah. far. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The last one. <laughs> All you right. You the Clarissa would be proud. All
3: right. That's, that's one of my goals in life to make her proud.
1: Right.
3: I can't, I can't tell if I want Clarissa or Samantha. Was it Sabrina? No, Sabrina. 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 the teenager. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're no oh, fan. God, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It was an S. I just took
2: <laughs> a test. My mind back wasn't... off right. Samantha is the champion of the Be Safe program.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh. No. <laughs>
3: No, I know. Not
1: exactly a fun, you know. It's not like a fun quiz, like in the magazines, but um, right, it can bring it home for people because they don't. They a lot of people think like, oh, a toddler wouldn't even be strong enough to pull the trigger of a gun, or you know, I can hide things and my children can't find them. Um, Neither of which are true. (laughs) So
3: it's. I mean,
2: well, I think it's just all kind of telling. We're all kind of sitting here, kind of you know, joking and laughing about, but we all have young kids it all kind of hits home when you start hearing this and you know i have a i have a preteen, um so then you start hearing about the the as they get older and it's starting into the uh depression the suicide stuff things like that and you start realizing it's a it's a whole different ball game that you're getting into now
1: yeah it's true and 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 that's why it's worth reassessing and even you know even kids like you know like i was joking about growing up in rural maine you know Kids were around guns all the time, but, but it does, the game does change a little bit as they start to get older and there's that risk and, and it is just a different, you're not, um, yeah, you're it's, it's mm-hmm. worth reassessing. Even if you've sort of had a plan in place for when they were little, it's worth reassessing as they get older.
3: It's also something that you should just, even if you've had the conversation, just continue to have it. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's daylight savings day. You know, you've, check smoke detector batteries those kind of things every year you have a conversation with people you just kind of keep things alive and keep it fresh and, and you know not have it be like you said it's just part of the text stream it's not just a random out of out of character comment it's it's just part of the context of the conversation that you may have uh if you're a gun owner if you're not a gun owner just so you know everyone's everyone can try to be as safe as they can around around it all i mean i don't know it helps reduce the stigma as well i think
1: yeah and I think you can't forget um, the importance of talking to relatives because I think, you know, we focus a lot on sort of the dates and dates and the things like that. But, you know, if you're going to aunt and uncle's for Thanksgiving, if you're going out to visit grandma, if any of that, it um, can be really important because just like you wouldn't expect them to be completely baby proofed because they don't have babies at home, um, you know, you have to have those conversations um, because if they don't have kids coming in and out of their house that often, they may store a gun in the nightstand. Um, so, and, and sometimes that can be the harder one, right? Because they're family and, and you don't want them to think that you're saying they don't love your kids, but, but you have to ask. Yeah. That's, that's
4: for the conversation to have after a few glasses of wine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then have <laughs> it later again, keep the conversation alive. Daniel. Like you. Right. Know, the, the sober version. Get the truth out on the uh, cabaret version. And then, not cabaret. Um, cabernet? Cabernet. All right,
1: Joe, what do you got? Chardonnay?
3: <laughs> have the conversation Joe, at a Joe's cabernet. Got, there you go. That's going to be a whole nother conversation.
1: And then if you don't like the answer, you know what holiday gifts they're getting from you. Right. It's a beautiful <laughs> gun safe.
3: Hopefully appropriately branded with Be Smart uh, on the side.
1: Absolutely. I have stickers. I'm happy to get you some. <laughs> nice.
3: Um I just I, I really hope that people kind of take advantage of the services that you're providing, you know, for our listeners in the Northern Virginia area, but also just across the country if you go to, you know, you head up to the website at uh, 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 org.
0: org yes. Dot
3: org. Be smart for kids dot org. You know, uh, not only take the quiz on your own, which hopefully you'll get the answers right because you've listened to this episode. um, But, you know, you can find out who's nearest you. There's different resources that will be available to you there as well. Uh, Or if you're an individual, I guess you can go to the same spot and maybe show that you're interested in maybe becoming an instructor.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: um, You know, get in contact with people that way to do it. Um is if people aren't comfortable doing it on their own, I know you've got a bit of a team with you now. Can they kind of request that they might want a, a partner to do some for a while to just kind of you know get their be smart legs underneath them?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. and you know usually they'll they're not gonna th- well, I shouldn't say they won't throw you in because I kind of got thrown in without <laughs> the deep end <laughs> is sometimes the best what? thing to go into, but no, yes, you can definitely request a partner. You can practice That's the nice thing about it being parallel with the Mom's man action chapters is like the first presentation I gave was at a chapter meeting. Okay. so I knew it was people who were going to give me supportive comments and you know help me shape shape what I was saying before I kind of went out into the wild to do it um. And, and, yeah, and if you can't find someone to link up with through the Be Smart website, although you should be able to, then you can look at your local Moms to Man Action chapter and and ask to be connected to their Be Smart folks. Um, yeah, and, and so you can start with tabling because that's just conversations instead of sort of a formal pro- presentation. Um, you, you know, you can kind of structure it any way that that fits best, Um For the area you're in, Mm -hmm. so you know maybe it would make more sense to like meet a couple folks for coffee and just chat about it, Um, and you can do that until you're comfortable, and then get up in front of in front of the PTA or or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And talking, getting in front of people is the best because you know even though I can I can email you or I can you know tell you guys like oh yeah it's it's not political, but if I can get face to face with somebody and show them the basics of it, Mm -hmm. then then they're like oh yeah it's you're right it's really not political. So sometimes just even people who are comfortable having those one-on-one conversations is great because it can help open the door for the presentations.
3: And I like the part where you said it could just be kind of over coffee. You can just get together some folks and it doesn't have to be high pressure. You know, if you're interested in all this information, you can check it out and, and, you know, start, start slowly, start, you know, with, with just the coffee discussions or whatever. But I also, I think if you're, you don't have to go through the, I mean, I'm, speaking just in my mind here but i don't think you have to go through the whole program like to start having this conversation so if there's someone in your family and you may not have gone through the instructor core or classes and stuff sure i think it can't hurt to still say hey I, i've got some questions for you i heard this awesome podcast talking about this <laughs> number eight on to fire uh fire.com fire1.com you know i think it's important to have these conversations and so fire. Calm.
1: Yeah, and that's why like the website is so great because there's you can download the flyer about talking to your children about guns. You can, you know, you can download there's some great resources on um on um having conversations with family or like when you're going home for the holidays. And you can even just get the B smart acronym, you know, with everything spelled out. And that that gives you that gives you a lot of as we said, a lot of the basics.
3: Yeah. No, I think it's I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's uh it's a interesting, important conversation that needs to be had and and I'm glad that you're doing it and uh 30 is a lot to do in a month.
1: Yeah, uh, well like I said, it's spread out. We've got a bunch of different a bunch of different things. And we've got a couple months, so but I mean it just <laughs> mm-hmm. there's been there's been such an outpouring of people wanting it and um we don't want to say no because we wanna make yeah. sure that the message spreads. So yeah, I'm is not it? sure my family is super thrilled, but <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. yeah, they're they're supportive.
3: It's they're just supportive. hard. Yes, yeah. <laughs> our families put up with doing with us doing a podcast, which is nowhere near the importance of that. So I think you'll be you'll be fine. You're gonna be good. No, I
1: mean I'm not number eight on. Any sort of- <laughs> yeah,
3: we're not quite sure of the website either, we're yeah. not sure if it's fully legit. But they were there. Um, you know, you've talked about the different kind of groups. I'm just curious, like, what is the What is the one group that surprised you that was interested in having this, you know, having you come talk to them? Is there one that kind of stands out that you're like, oh, this is this is awesome. I wouldn't have expected this or I you know, wish more groups in this elk would uh, would respond.
1: So the one group and, you know, hopefully they're listening because we were we were close and then their schedule filled up and I haven't been able to to get get my get myself back on their calendar. But um I ended up tabling next to the Bikers Against Child Abuse organization. That's and, a cool group. Yeah, they are amazing. And, you know, they were they were testing me a little bit to see if, if I knew what I was talking about. Um, but I would really love to get in and, and talk to them. So if you're listening, Northern Virginia Chapter, <laughs> you know my email address. No, but, uh, um, yeah, I think that's. But other than that, I mean, it's really just been, it's been the full gambit from like the Fairfax um, County Council of PTAs Mm -hmm. had us in to kind of just give a, give a quick pitch and yeah, I don't know.
3: Well, I do know you have a few uh, on the episode here, a few former planners of open houses with the, uh, the fire department. So, you know, (laughs) October, I think it's the second week in October is normally fire prevention week right somewhere in there uh that may be a good uh good period and uh to reach out to different groups and so uh we'll put yeah. rob in charge of follow-up with you on that
0: um, <laughs> i thought Dan was the open house guy
3: actually dan uh, was whatever. but we Everybody wanted to make box. sure that the follow-up was accomplished so we'll give it to rob <laughs>
1: well oh. we did a, we had fun doing national night out um last summer so we did a we hosted a big Kind of family picnic, and I know we had a lot of the the local fire department came came by with their trucks, and the kids were thrilled. So yeah, that's awesome. Very that's cool. That's
3: really cool. This is this has been very informative, and I really do appreciate it. Um, did you have any last minute items that we didn't ask in in our question sessions, or anything that you want to make sure highlighted?
1: No, I just, I really appreciate it because I know this is, it's not easy. It's not a light topic. It's, um, it's one that people have a lot of different opinions on and experiences with. And, um, but just the more people like you all who are willing to talk about it is fantastic. And we're really, we're really glad that, um, that you're helping get the message out there. So thank you.
3: Yeah, no, no. I I mean, I personally think it's very important. You know, like I said, I I grew up in a household full of guns. And, you know, conversations were always kind of floating there, but never were direct. There was never a direct conversation about it. It was, you know, it it was just it was just always there. And you kind of knew the rules. But it wasn't until like I said, yeah, again, Montana, I got Hunter's Ed before I got a driver's license. So I had a license at 14. So I had Hunter's Ed probably like 12 or 11. (laughs) You know, so it, I just think it's it's important that adults you know kind of take charge and, and have conversations, um, within their own family circles and within their uh, circle of friends as well to, uh, just to kind of get the message out there. So no, this yeah. is awesome. It we need we need a we need a good uh, good hearty topic to have, and I really appreciate Disaster Rob for, uh, uh, you know, uh, talking to you after one of your sessions and for you you know being willing to agree to go on the uh, number eight. Uh, podcast we're going to stop saying <laughs> which we're going to stop saying which website we're just going to start saying the number eight podcast
1: right could be anywhere yes. yeah <laughs> could be all of them no i appreciate it and if there's ever any follow-up or, or you guys want to you know chat more especially like i said i i um i geek out on sort of brain development and early childhood stuff so i'm yep. happy happy to brain talk.
4: development you've got nothing going on here yeah yeah you- <laughs>
0: But I have this podcast. We're, a we're more that.
4: the wrong podcast <laughs> yeah, for that wrong group. <laughs> but it, it is
3: it, it is a fun conversation to have, and that might be a follow up because I uh, like I think I told you I knew that you had kind of a, a preschool museum type of background, and that's that could be a lot of fun. And it, now that's brain development stuff. Heck, come on! I. All right. uh, yeah, that's yeah. something that anyone wants to talk about. I know about the the patterns, you know, the brain develops a lot till about 4 or 5, I think, and then it goes down and then picks up again in the teenage years and goes down and then picks up at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, which is why the drinking age is 21, gentlemen, just so you know. If you oh. weren't quite aware of that.
1: Prefrontal cortex, all that good stuff. Science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and if you want to, you know, if you want to talk museums, then that's a whole other um Potential disaster with children, but one that I Adore so.
3: yeah, It's not potential, anytime you walk through yeah. a museum Door with a toddler, it's a disaster No, <laughs> no matter how big the uh, the Kids section is in Wegmans
1: I'm just it's shocked we're all We'll have expect- to have a follow up on that one because
4: <laughs> yes, It should be in all
1: museums that. all the time
4: It's spring forward day I'm just, speaking of disasters <laughs> I'm just surprised all Six of us are alive And on the pod tonight <laughs> <sighs>
1: It's... It was close. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, we
3: forgot. Yeah, we forgot. We changed the swim lesson to today. So of course, you know, you wake up and it's actually like eight something. When finally everyone gets together, it's like, oh, we have to be to the swim eight? center by nine. Well, spring eight? forward. Yeah, T- I know. That's just it. Like today is the day that everyone decided to sleep in, and so finally looked at her phone. and was like, oh yeah, my phone does this automatically. We're kind of hosed. We got to go.
4: <laughs> I got I got seven ten with the spring forward. <laughs> wow. Eight. <laughs> Get right. that nonsense out of here, eight.
0: I'm not even gonna say anything. From My house. <laughs> we should probably we should probably sign off now before.
1: I, I had six thirty <laughs> with the spring forward. So oh,
0: I've been oh, there,
3: sister. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do not understand. I don't like this time. It's going to be a week till we adjust. So I'm glad I'm out of the house at o dark thirty. Anyways. So well, cool. Well, Sarah, thank you very much for, for putting up with us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, everyone should, should, uh, you know, get a little smarter on their own and, uh, and check out, uh, be smartforkids.org. Um, find out more information about the resources that are available there. Take the quiz, uh, find out if you're involved, like where to go for, to get a, a additional information on that. Um, you know, if you want to donate to help, spread this, this information out there and help make sure more people can get it. Uh, I know that there's the option to do that there. So, so we appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to share this with us. Um, and with that, this is the the disaster dads and we panic. So you don't have to. So thanks a lot, everyone. Bye.